You're listening to The Sideline Story, the platform for all rugby league identities to voice their journey, their sideline story. Welcome to episode 25 of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Tassoni, and join with me on the panel in the virtual studio are my co-hosts, Nicholas Guild and Ryan Clark. How are we, boys? Good, mate. As good as can be. What's up? <laughs> I'll tell you what's up. I'm good. I'll tell you what's up. I'm getting sick of this lockdown, boys. I'll tell you that. I'd say that, but before I get into lockdown, negativity, pessimism, did you boys see Italy won the Euro Cup this morning? Oh, 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 I didn't see it. i got to watch the replay. Yeah, One in penalties, lad. Three, two. Very, very, very excited. So I like the, I like the faith that Gareth Southgate gave his, um, the young brigade, but yeah. when you've got a a twenty one year old and a nineteen year old taking the taking the penalties, it's their time yeah. to shine, but it's also their time to uh, yeah lose it. Bruh. Hey, they, you know they parked the bus after two minutes. Italy, Italy, Italy have been there, Clarky mate. Robbie Baggio. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Did you just Google that? No, 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 mate. I don't know. I watched it. <laughs> I'm Italian. Remember. <laughs> No, that's it, boys. So, yeah, you're right, bro. They parked the bus after two minutes and that was their downfall, I think. But winners win. That's all I've got to say. Winners win. That's all I've got to say. But, boys, I did mention COVID. Now, for our American, European, Kiwi, Pacific Islands and interstate listeners, the COVID situation in Sydney, New South Wales is only getting worse and worse with the lockdown extending once again. So, the ramifications have not only affected us here on the podcast, which isn't a big deal. We can just do this virtual studio. But to a more serious extent, the remainder of the NRL season was about to be cancelled. <laughs> That's what they're talking about. The whole thing's been moved to Queensland. We will get into that later. Um, the other news coming out of this is uh, the COVID situation is putting the Rugby League World Cup at serious doubt now because England and Australia are just poop at the moment with it. But we will talk about it. Before we begin, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Sideline Story Rugby League Podcast. We've also set up a master link on our Instagram, Facebook, and episode timestamp description, giving you guys various platform options to listen to our show on either Apple, Spotify, or other platforms. You can also follow us on our socials or check out our sponsors. So just click that link and check it out. But lads, let's get into today's episode. It is another big one. Early in the show, the sideline story goes around the grounds to give our wrap of the English Super League. 
two rounds to go through this week. One of them is going to be very short, but due to COVID. <laughs> in the middle of the show, we will give our round 17 NRL recap with matches halved due to state of origin. And the back end of the show will be our bunker review segment presented by our beer sponsor, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, where this week we discuss long-term contracts, short-term contracts, an alternative to the salary cap, and moving the NRL grand final from Sydney. So, boys, let's begin our episode with some massive State of Origin Game 3 and NRL competition updates. So, in a frantic scramble due to the COVID-19 outbreak in New South Wales, like we've spoken about, the NRL has sensationally shifted the entire competition to southeast Queensland, as well as Game 3 of Origin to the Gold Coast. Boys, this is fucking gigantic. Gigantic. So let's start with the NRL before Origin. 13 clubs, including Melbourne and ACT-based clubs, so Canberra, as well as the nine Sydney-based clubs and the Warriors and Newcastle, who are a regional team in New South Wales, have all been moved to either Suncorp Stadium, Seabus Super Stadium or Sunshine Coast Stadium. They're basing their home games at those three venues only. Clubs will be permitted a maximum of 41 players and staff for the month. So it's for one month, boys. Four weeks minimum. They've also, the NRL have also allowed families to come along, which is good. And they stated that due to the budget cuts from 2020, they have been able to cover all costs for this Apollo operation. What do we make of this one, boys? What's the thoughts? Yeah, just it's good. Get the competition continuing. There's not much they can do. They <laughs> if can it do. has to be done, if it has to be done, it has to be done. It's 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 massive. Like I I, I dare say that in Australia anyway, I, I'd only imagine that the NRL and AFL could do this. The AFL have done it already when they moved their whole competition to Queensland last year. They even played their grand final in Queensland last year. Um, The NRL are now suffering the consequences of a complacent New South Wales state with this COVID outbreak. Um, And I'm happy with it. Like, who cares? Like, other clubs are doing it. Now the whole, it just happens to be New South Wales. Well, they've got to do it now. And they, they said they're not going to be there longer than what they need to. Hopefully it's one month, but I don't think so. I think it'll be longer than that. Yeah. Maybe it's, to put things in perspective, though, what would we have 50 cases yesterday? Well, it's the UK, 77. The, U, the UK had um, 31,000. 31,000? 31,000. And they're still hosting then they finish hosting the Euro. So 31,000? 31,000. 31, oh, my 31, God. 31,000 new cases. Jesus. So I don't know I don't know what difference it makes, but is it about the, the different strains and that sort of thing as well? Well, they're saying that the UK has been, because they've had like, what, 60% vaccinated? So they're kind of yeah, like, right. well, let's just return to normal because you're getting your vaccination. Yep. Which, I don't know, I'm not going to get into the whole vaccination thing. But it kind of makes sense. So whatever. But big one during the Bulldogs game when I was watching that, um, I think it was at half time, 
they kind of no, it was during buddy, it was during the game itself. James Hooper gets on the air and he goes, Oh, breaking news, guys. The state of origin game three match has been moved from Newcastle to Gold Coast, which was gigantic news at the time. Um, and this move marks the first time in history that an origin series has not been shared between both states since 1980, since its inception. So every game in 2021, for those that have been living under a rock, has been played in Queensland. So, Great, Eve. Yeah. Gildy's going to. I thought Gildy's going to get his um his wish because, mate, unless unless New South Wales go out there fully complacent, we are going to destroy Queensland again. And it, all three games, three nil whitewash, all in oh, Queensland. Queensland. It'll never be done again. Like it'll literally never be done again. Oh yeah, yeah. because so, so every time a Queenslander says we won ten out of eleven or whatever it was, eleven out of twelve. What is it? Eleven out of twelve. Whatever. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. We'll go, mate, we whitewashed in Queensland, so fuck off. <laughs> they haven't done it yet. That's the hope. That's the hope. Look, I would have liked it to have been in Newcastle just to have it there. But when they said it's going to be 75% capacity and then drop to 50, and then they were like, oh, it's probably going to drop to 25%. They just went, yeah, no, nah, we're moving. No, I think that I think it was you know, they weren't allowed to have anyone. Oh, there you go. It dropped to even. It dropped to zero. So yeah, it dropped. It dropped to zero. I think that's when they were like, "Well, <laughs> what's the point of having it? There's no point of we having it in Newcastle because it is a not. It's a nice thing. Like they're one team, one team city. They're passionate rugby league fans. Blah 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 blah. But what's the point of having it there? No, hundred percent. A little, a little bit, a little bit weird though because there's not been one case in Newcastle. Do you know that? Yeah, but yeah, they're anyway. they're probably they're probably like. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then they're probably like, oh, some dickhead is going to sneak in to McDonald Jones Stadium and spread it. That's what they're worried about. Yeah. Probably. But, you know, what, what's what's Seabus Super Stadium? Like 28,000 capacity? Something like that. They'll sell it out because there's no cases in Queensland. So, you know, it's good for them. But, boys, <clears throat> there have been a lot, of, uh, a lot of changes to both lineups since they were initially announced. So we'll go through it now. For the Blues, we'll start with them. Daniel Saifidi, as we spoke about last week, is confirmed out with a rib injury, being straight replaced by Dale, by Dale Finucane, who they also, weirdly enough, announced as their Blues vice-captain. So he, he wasn't even named initially. Someone gets injured, and they're like, okay, you're in. Yeah, but, but he, he, was, he, he was injured, man. That's why. Yeah, no, but, but he's named now. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I'm just saying that if, if he was fully healthy at the start of the at the start of the series, there's a good chance that uh, the young Penrith bloke wouldn't be in the side. Um, Liam Martin. Yeah. Oh, probably. I just found it a bit weird, but it's a great explanation. So obviously, it, obviously, Freddie holds him in pretty high regard. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's a leader. Hmm. Uh, and, this... and also on that, on that, um, North Queensland have just offered him three years. Hmm. They did. He hasn't taken it yet, I don't think. But he, he's been offered three years. Most teams have offered him two. I think the Bulldogs and the Tigers, or the Tigers are talking about two years. Oh, they reckon eight clubs. So, so, yeah. And um, the towns will really want him, and they've upped the ante. So they've offered him three. Initially, he wanted four on big money, but no one said four. But yeah, three years is a. Because what is he, 30? Well, well, this is his last contract. So he needs to make as much money as he can, you know? Yeah, 100%. Uh, boys, with uh, Dalfa Nukin's elevation, Nico Hines, Clint Gutherson, and Stefano Utoi Kamanu 
have been named on an extended bench with the 18th man yet to be confirmed. I would imagine it would be Nico Hines just because it's a game three dead rubber just to give him a bit of, um, you know, a feel of it. Gutherson's been there. I'm going to say it's Nico Hines. Have I missed something? Has Stefano been playing well enough to... No, uh, he's one of those players that they've just gone here, come have a taste, and you're a, you're a future yeah. blue. That's what it is, I reckon. Yeah. Big call. Yeah, it is a big one. But look, he gets he gets he gets his experience. He's going to become a better player just from this camp. Hmm. You'd imagine the tigers. The tigers weren't playing. Do you know that he's he was Australian schoolboy with Payne Haas? Yeah. So they've expected big things from him for a while, old Stefano. Yeah. And he came through at Parramatta, and there just wasn't room for him. So he's gone to the tigers. And he just didn't kick on this year. He hasn't kicked on this year like he should have. Yeah. He will. I think he's a good player. Yeah. Uh, with that, boys, Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, Daniel Saifidi, Jake Trebojevic, and extended squad members Campbell Graham and Keone Kolomatangi, who were a part of the Blues squads in Games 1 and 2, have been denied entry to attend this State of Origin game. Under well, the with COVID. regards to that, that's because that's because South played and he wasn't going to take those players away from South. Yeah, but like it, they're not allowed to go and attend the game. In the they're not allowed to yeah. be in the sheds with the Blues. Yeah. So unless that's changed because of this whole Queensland thing, um, that's that's what hopefully yeah, that, that's what it would be. Over the Queensland Maroons boys, Dave Fafita has been suspended for one match after he failed to have his Grade One dangerous contact charge overturned at the judiciary. He will likely be replaced by Francis Mollo, who debuted in game two. South Sydney Rabbitohs playboy Jai Arrow has sensationally been kicked out of origin camp for sneaking in a quote-unquote woman dancer into his room. So as a result, he's been banned for two games, forced to isolate for two weeks, fined $35,000, misses out on an extra $15,000 due to the origin payments, and unfollowed by his on again, off again supermodel misses. <laughs> right. Seriously. Just, 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 just on that, there's talk that there's more to that. There's more to this than meets the eye. Is that there's right? Talk that more, yeah, there's talk that more Queensland players knew about it and maybe were involved in it. <sighs> and that's why Paul Green hasn't really said much when he comes out in front of the media. Oh my God. Right. Paul Green feeding him, he needs to go. He. Yeah. Mate, if they if they extend him, if they that's just lunacy. I think they already have Clarky. I'm pretty sure they already have said he's there next year. Oh god. No, nah, they haven't officially done it. Not yet. And, and they should and they shouldn't. I agree with Clarky. They shouldn't. If they come out and win 60 nil, he doesn't deserve a job next year. Uh, he made that press conference the other day, like was so bad, it just it just typifies what has been wrong with that camp this whole series. Like, I'm not going to make any. Why even come out? First of all, just write a written. A written oh, I think response. I think the media expect it though. Yeah, but because what he delivered was good enough. If you're gonna if nah. you're gonna come out and give that dribble, don't even come out at all and goes. Oh, it's in the relevant authorities. It's like, mate, he's been suspended. Like, it's done. What relevant authorities? What are you talking about, you flog? Seriously. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Look, Jay Arrow, uh, guilty for your information, um, is likely to be replaced by Thomas Flegler. So that leaves, um, uh, what's his face? 
it leaves some player as the 18th man. I forget who it is now. Oh, Kurt Mann. Kurt Mann. So, yeah. Let's go into our predictions, boys. We've, we've had time to think about this now. Uh, with all these changes, I take back my um, close game prediction. And I believe that the Blues will win by 18 points. And I think Dal is going to be the man of the match. It's a huge call. Mm. Mate, I said 13 plus Luttrell, um, Wally Lewis medal. It's I'm going 20 plus and Luttrell to score a hat-trick. Ooze. Well, um, I've been wrong every time and I'll probably be wrong again. I still think it'll be close. Yeah. Uh, one to, I think one to 12 and... Um, I'm going to steal Dan's from last week. I, I think Moses might get it. Yeah, sweet. I, I said that on a limb. I don't believe my I don't believe me when I said it last week. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's fair enough. Boys, whilst we're on the the COVID bandwagon, let's talk about the St. George Illawarra Dragons 13. So as we spoke about last episode. Uh, Paul Vaughan, a.k.a. Party Boy Paul, hosted a house party during the peak of the New South Wales COVID outbreak, uh, effectively breaching the COVID restrictions and placing the competition in jeopardy. So they've been sanctioned now. Um, and Jack DeBillon has been named as the 13th player at this party. Uh, we didn't mention him last week as the story was developing at the time of recording. So here are the facts. Hiding under bed. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> so, Paul Vaughan has been sacked from the Dragons, fined $50,000 and suspended for eight weeks, which he will have to serve at a new club if he gets signed. He stated that he and the 12 players that were sanctioned were the only ones in the house, despite allegedly withholding information from police and the NRL integrity unit. The 12 other players received varying fines between $2,000 to $50,000 and a one-week suspension. Those suspensions can be staggered across the next four weeks of competition to allow them to field a team that's competitive, which I'll tell you now, boys, I think is bullshit. They all well, what do you think should happen? You play your reserve grade team. Too bad. You play, yeah. you play, they're gone. Like, that is that is not the Dragons' fault, but it's their fault as players who then effectively ruin the dragons for a week. And that's what should happen. And then I think it's, I think it's worse for the club, what the NRL's done. I think it's more of a punishment. You think so? Yeah, mate, if they go up against, so they're, they're going to go up against Manly. Let's, let's imagine it's, so their first game's against Manly. Let's imagine it's with DCE and Tom Trebojevic. Yeah. St. George Illawarra Dragons with their full strength side are losing to a Tom Trebojevic and DCE Manly side. Agreed? Yep. Just for the quick argument. Yep. So, if you if you take the thirteen players out, they're going to lose, and then they just move on. The suspensions are done. Game on. I think they stagger them. It just makes the next three to four games hard to win. Yeah. It's worse for the Dragons. I, I what I reckon, Clark, is that they didn't give them enough. I reckon that yeah, Vaughn got eight weeks. I reckon that's pretty tough eight weeks because there's folks who have done way worse and not got eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, but um, I think that the guys that got one week, that's that's where the bullshit is. Oh, I think they should the, have got a higher penalty, like three or four yeah, weeks yeah. maybe. 
Yeah, yeah, no, no. The one, the one week I think was a, a bit of a piss thing. What I did like though, I liked the fines. I think I, li- I liked the fines how they, they took into consideration both culpability, and um, their wage, what they earn. Yeah. So, Jared yeah. um, Beals on minimum wage, they only fined two grand as opposed to Corey Norman who got fined. Was it fifty? Yeah, he got fifty. Which is the max? They can't actually find him more than fifty. <laughs> they would have fined him more if they could. I reckon they would have fined both more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, can, I've got a question for you guys. Mm. First of all, before I get into before the main question, what do you ring? What do you reckon Paul Vaughan's worth? Out of curiosity, he's on worth, his current form. Oh, like what we think he's worth. What do you think he's worth? Five, I six. I reckon he's worth five, five fifty. Yeah. Okay. So let's say let's say he's on five. Mm-hmm. Okay, five hundred thousand. Do the dragons sack him if his contract if he's on five hundred thousand dollars for next year? Yeah. Because uh, my, my I know what you're getting at. You're you're talking about the Bellin, right? You're going to bring the Bellin into it. No, no, no well, not not really. I'm just going to leave it purely on Paul Vaughan. I don't think the dragons sack Paul Vaughan if he's on five hundred thousand dollars next year. They've seen him on eight hundred. He's on eight hundred thousand dollars next year. They've seen this yeah. as a very convenient excuse to free up some salary cap. Oh, look! Yeah. I think they'll sack him regardless. No, nah. yeah, I reckon. I reckon they no, no, I'm with you. Well, why wouldn't they? Like, well, I I agree with Clarky. I think it is an opportunity to to an easy opportunity to get rid of him. And also on top of that, so the call is for the Bellin. Like the Bellin, he's already yeah. been in trouble for years. They're stuck with him, blah blah blah. And he straight away he goes out and does the wrong thing. And not only that, he lies about it and hides under a bed. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. So, but 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 because he's a more valuable player, he's a better player. Guess what? Keep him. Not a bad theory. It's a uh, convenient. It's and a they're not convenient getting rid of excuse. They're not getting rid of Corey Norman because he's going anyway. So, so well, they're not know. getting rid of Corey Norman because it's just they don't have any yards. Yeah. Well, that's probably right too. That's actually not a bad theory. Not a bad theory at all. And look, um, with regards to Vaughan, we spoke about it off air. He's going to have suitors. You know, look, um, they're talking about someone signing in as early as next week because uh, you've got to take in consideration these eight weeks. So they sign him as early as next week. Well, he's suspended for eight weeks. Yeah. Um, I mean, you sign him on the, the, the minimum, obviously. For the first year, gets mm. through the eight weeks or the rest of the eight weeks, and then and then you go from there. And he is worth five five fifty. You know, look in the last game, I think it was two hundred and sixty meters he ran for. He's still a quality player. He's played for Australia. He's played for New South Wales. Anyway, and Italy. Don't forget that. And Italy. And Italy. <laughs> Nathan Brown came out, and he's in, in agreement with you, yes. with us, really. He said, "Why is it that you know Josh Curran and you and Aitken?" And Will Chambers even are doing the right thing by the game, reporting that they've come into close contact or they've gone outside the bubble for, you know, relevant reasons. Yet they get they get two weeks, and the Dragons players do the wrong thing and they get one week. Doesn't matter that. So, they're so out when, for two weeks. When, when we say they got two weeks, they didn't get two weeks. What happened was they've they're got isolating for two weeks. For two weeks, right? Yeah. There's a difference, but that, that's that's hundred percent true. That it should be it should be like for like. 100%. And here's another question. Here's another question. How do the Dragons players get up to Queensland if they're right. meant to be isolated? Correct. And so, I don't so, think the Dragons, the Dragons aren't isolated. Now, do you know what's happened, Guilty? 
So yeah. the NRL have, and I don't know what, this is why um, Nathan Brown got the shits. So the NRL have um, drawn up this document. It's like a stat deck, basically. And on the, on the, deck, on the document, it says, if you sign this, you're saying that you were the only player there, like you and the 12 other players that were in that room and Paul Vaughan's wife, you, you guys are the only ones in that room. If you I sign this, this, if you sign this, um, you're agreeing to it. And that means that you can train. So that means they can so go to Queensland. Mean, does that mean the guys who have done the wrong thing get to train and the two guys who aren't signing the document don't get to because they don't believe it to be true, don't get to train? Well, apparently, so the two that haven't signed are Zach Lomax and Daniel Alvaro. Apparently, they're just waiting for more legal advice. But hey, no... well, well, why is everyone else signed? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. To, to me, it sounds like they're going, oh, shit, we're lying here. But you yeah. know what? I think the NRL, exactly just want, the NRL want them to sign. The, oh, this is what I believe. I believe the NRL want them to sign it. Let's get this fucking thing done. Because That's if the you wrong fu- thing, though. Yeah, they're being like, honest. Yeah, they're like, doing the right thing and they're getting penalised for it. Uh, but, like, look, this is a theory. They, they, like, Clarky made this point last week. Nick, you and I were like, fuck the Dragons, and then it gets weeks and this and that. And Clarky goes, mate, technically, despite the fact they've broken the law, he goes, the law's dealt with them. He goes, but from an NRL standpoint, they haven't breached the bubble because they're all together still. No, they haven't breached the bubble, but they've the code of conduct and ethics. And if they want to go back a couple of years and, and uh, bring the game into disrepute, well, the NRL hasn't dealt with them the same way they should have. Yeah. It's just a weird one because it's COVID. It's like they didn't yeah. they didn't break a law that was like, you know, carrying 11 plus years. You know what I mean? Like, no, but no, no. But at what the same time, is, the magnitude of what the they competition. Yeah, that's they, right. The magnitude of it is, is you know, it, it could go that far. So they shouldn't be getting these options. They should all be out for two weeks. They shouldn't be, get, be able to go to Queensland. That's the punishment. And then you go to Queensland. So that's, they would be, if that happened to them, they would be fucked. And you know what? I don't think anyone would care because they did this to themselves. Dragon supporters. The dragon supporters do care. The but, dragon supporters think it's over the top. Oh, uh, seriously? Why? You can't. You know what? If it was, if it was our clubs, and I tell you now, if it was one of our clubs, we would all be saying, "Man, what a bunch of dopes." I'd be filthy. How I'd could, be so embarrassed. You'd be so. You'd be embarrassed. You'd be filthy, and you'd be you'd be admitting that they're at fault. Would you not? Yeah, I'd say the players would be at fault. Absolutely. So, and possibly wreck the season of if a team like Parramatta and South are in it. Yeah. If they, if either of those teams did it, I'd. If Parramatta did it, I'd be, I'd be. So angry. Yeah, 100%. So the Bulldogs can do it because we're coming last anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's go around the grounds with the sideline story, starting with our usual English Super League wrap-up. This week we have rounds 13 and 14 to talk about. So we'll start with round 13. With Wakefield defeating Lee earlier in the season and St. Helens defeating Wigan last week, there was only one match played for round 13. The remaining three fixtures saw two postponed and one forfeited. So the only match played saw Leeds Rhinos defeat Warrington Wolves 22 to 16. Leeds extended their win streak to four, ending Warrington's six-game win streak. A big rumor doing the rounds is Aiden Caesar will be signing for the Leeds Rhinos instead of returning to the NRL in 2022. 
The other big announcement, boys, is the Wolves have confirmed the signing of ex-Canberra, ex-Wigan, and current England halfback George Williams on a 3.5-year deal. Clarky. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing. <laughs> you are disappointed, eh? Well, I, hope, I hope he's living near the beach there. Oh, the boys. <laughs> <laughs> boys and other games. Hull FC and Southford, as well as Catalans versus Hull Kingston Rovers, was postponed due to COVID. The Castleford Tigers defeated the Huddersfield Giants via forfeit. So, in unlikely circumstances, the Tigers broke their four-game losing streak in the weirdest of fashions via forfeit. Uh, The Giants were unable to field a team of 17, as we spoke about last week. There's rules around that. They weren't COVID-related, so... They just lose the game. Before we move on, I just wanted to point out that longtime friend and listener of the podcast, Robert Johnson, a.k.a. Neville, a.k.a. The Destroyer, has advised me that for the past three months, I have been pronouncing Lee Centurions incorrectly. I used to say Lay Centurions, but apparently it's Lee. So I fixed up my little boo-boo there, Rob. So I hope you're happy. Moving hey, on. Rob, just so you know, me and Clark, you've been pronouncing it right the whole time, mate. <laughs> just, uh, you're Lincoln poop, mate. <laughs> you're a snitch. You're a snitch, Nick, and you get. <laughs> so hey, just on just on on lay, <laughs> mate. Um, Sam Stone and uh, they're after Sam Stone and Neil McDonald for the rest of the year. To try and get themselves out of the cellar. Is that for that's for this year? That's for this year. Wow. They want them immediately. Mate, they're, they're like, after I get through round 14, they're th- obviously winless and they're three games or three wins behind 11th place. So they've got a lot of catching up to do. Hopefully, Nene and bloody Sam Stone can turn their fortunes. But they're two, they're two solid players. Yeah. They're two solid players. Yeah. Particularly for Super League. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to round 14. Game one, the first place Catalans Dragons defeated the seventh place Leeds Rhinos 26 to 18. The Dragons remained first with a club record eight wins in a row, ending a four week win streak for the Leeds Rhinos. The Dragons had to work very hard for this one. They were down 18 to eight in the first half and then scored 18 unanswered points in the second. So it wasn't straightforward for them. Leeds are playing well as of late. So it's good to say they're competitive again. Mate, who's the star of Catalans? Uh, Maloney. Just Maloney? Oh, look, Sam Tompkins is killing it there as well. Cassiano's got a good impact off the bench. They've got a French player named Ben Garcia, who's a gun. He's always been a um, stand-up bloke for the Catalans Dragons. Well, what I'm getting at, is there any player there that can come and play in, in Australia? Uh, is there anyone that's being looked at? If these guys are undefeated, there must be a group of players that are playing really well. They've lost we one game. Sam, we got Sam Sam Tompkins. <laughs> he obviously so failed. We've, we've we've tried him. Yeah, mate. Mate, Dean Dean Farrow still Dean got Farrow's picked up good. an NRL contract. Yep, I like Farrow. Yeah, but he's not going to get the money he gets over there. That's the difference. Yeah, that's no, right. Mate. But mate, the rest of them, yeah. There's no there's no real stand. It's just Maloney, Maloney, Tompkins, Farrow, Cassiano. They're the they're the names from the NRL. Mm. And it's, and that Garcia, no English players. Um, they've got a they've got a, a few, but like none that would really pierce. 
they've got it. more French. They've got more French players as well. They've just got a good mix of, um, you know, Aussie players, Pommy players, French players, Islanders, and they just mix well. Okay. They mix it well. So they're doing the right things, but, you know. Game two, boys. The second placed St. Helens Saints defeat the ninth place Wakefield Trinity Wildcats 30 to 14. A big rumor I saw this morning, boys. The Saints are preparing to sign Bulldogs center Will Hopawadi on a two year deal. That's obviously think- because the coach is Christian Wolf, the Tongan coach. And he's obviously trying to get the captain of Tonga, being Will Hopawadi, over to his club. Pretty good player for England, I reckon. Mate, he, he goes all right here. So I think he'll kill it over there because yeah. the quality's just that much, that that far at the moment anyway, particularly because of COVID. It's making it, the competitions um, what, like you know further and further away from each other in terms of quality. Yeah. In game three, the fourth-placed Hull FC club and 12th-placed Lee Centurions game was postponed. So for your club, Guilty, this is the third week in a row they've missed due to COVID. And it's not it's not their fault, by the way. Every other club's the ones that are yeah. copying it. In game and those four, other clubs are lucky. Yeah, well, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, look, they're still fourth, so that's a good thing. Um, and in game four, the third-place Warrington Wolves and sixth-place Hull Kingston Rovers match was also postponed. Again, Hull Kingston Rovers, your rival, Nick, They've had their third game cancelled in a row due to COVID. But in some good news for them, they have just announced the signing of St. Helens and Scotland international Lachlan Coote on a two-year deal from 2022. It's a pretty big signing because he's good over at um, uh, St. Helens. Mate, he was good in Australia. Yeah. Mate, he he left way too early. Yeah. Um, He had head knocks. That's the drama, right? I'm not too sure. He was getting head knocks. I'm pretty sure. Just too too physical for him over here, and he's a tiny little bloke. He is. He is a he is a little fella. Mm. Good bloke. Good good family. The Coot family. Oh, that's nice. Game five, the fifth placed Wigan Warriors defeat the tenth place Huddersfield Giants sixteen to twelve. So I watched this match yesterday. Uh, this morning. Uh, so coming off a forfeit from last week, the Giants lost a hard fought match against the Warriors side, who finally broke their five game losing streak. Nathan Peets has been loaned to Huddersfield for the remainder of the season. So he's not playing for Lee this season anymore. A rumour doing the rounds as well is Bulldogs prop Renoff Atoni is going to head to Wigan Warriors in 2022. So we aren't going to re-sign him at the club. Yeah, right. Game six and the final game, the 11th placed Salford Red Devils defeated the eighth-placed Castleford Tigers. This is a close match, boys. You ready? <laughs> 70 points to 18. Fucking <laughs> hell. 70 to 18. So at halftime, it was 22-18 in favour of Salford. And then they scored, what, 48 points. 48 wow. points in the second half. So both these clubs had not played for the past two weeks due to COVID. However, it was the Tigers that suffered the consequences after they fielded a very undermanned Tigers team. Salford grabbed their third win for the season in incredible fashion. Mate, 70, 70 points. It's more than bloody NRL. It's crazy. I'm assuming, Chris, I'm, I'm assuming um, the Super League's made some dispensation to Salford or something because wasn't Chris Aninu on like a two-month suspension? Yeah, I think, yeah. 
Yeah. So he played. So they've obviously like all. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they just said, "Oh look, can please." <laughs> and they went, okay. "Sorry, sorry." Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're you're excused. Yeah. Look, yeah. boys. Next week is the Challenge Cup final between the Castleford Tigers and Saint Helens Saints. The English Super League are using this opportunity as a catch-up round for some postponed matches. There's been plenty. So they're trying to find other weeks to play catch-up games. They're even going to play midweek games if possible. The last resort is to cancel games. But I would imagine that they'll want every club to play at least 18 matches, which is 70% of the season, just to ensure that they all have a chance to qualify for the finals. Boys, Sideline Stories Round 17 NRL Recap. Some big movements, lads, in the tipping leaderboard. Your boy here got three. Clarky got two. One. And fuck, Nick fucked up and got one. <laughs> I picked so, fucking North Queensland. Yeah, stupid. Just a stupid Did you the Sharks tip. then? I did. I did. Yeah, right. They're just disappointing, the Warriors. Um, you both picked Warriors, yeah? Yep. Yeah, okay. Look, Clarky, you're on 89. I'm on 88 now, so I'm second. And Gildy, you are on 86. So, so I'm two behind you now. Yeah, because you're a stupid. So I got three no, and you got one. Because, yeah, true. But insane. I didn't think we were drawing. I thought I was still ahead of you. And also, no. I didn't put in my tips two rounds ago. But anyway. Well, I can't lie. We, we're using an application called tips.com.au. I'm not fudging. No, no. <laughs> yeah, so no, like, no, no. no. I, I, I didn't say you're lying. I yeah, you went, no, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. I just said, were you? Yeah, did you? Did you really? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, boys, we'll move on to our four games this week. Game one, the ninth place Canberra Raiders defeat the sixth place Manly Sea Eagles 30 to 16. So after the Raiders recorded the most missed tackles in 2021 last round, they bounced back massively against a red hot Manly Sea Eagles team with a boil over win at Brookvale Oval. Man, look, Manly had no DCE. No Trebojevic brothers, and it equates to a disorganized team. Wouldn't you agree? Guilty? Yeah. Um, what did they do? I thought was weird. Uh, they didn't use. I just think they should have left Garrick on the wing and put uh, Walker at fullback because Walker yeah. looked good coming off the bench at fullback. Yeah. They buddy put him in the halves, and he's not a half. Yeah. Well, I don't. It wasn't him who lost it for him. Um, yeah. Look. Pretty close game, but um, yeah, Canberra would just—they've got more. They've got they—they they play like they should have played all year. Well, it's funny because, and Clark, you probably agree. Like they didn't have Papali and Whiten due to orange origin duty as well, and they performed. They played more as a team, and maybe that's because they're not relying on them. I don't know. Like, what do and you not, think? Not only that, Denamus Louis—he was off after five minutes, so they lost a prop early as well. He looks out of shape, man. It was, it was a entertaining game. There were no feels like there were like no hardly any penalties, hardly any six agains. The I, I felt it. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, no, no I'm with you. I, I felt the Raiders earned, and we we're speaking about it when we we're watching the game together. I felt like the Raiders earned their field position, their possession in the game. They didn't. They weren't being you know marched up the field by the ref, marched down the field by the ref. You know, neither team was. And yeah. that's not on the basis of, oh, well, let's just put the whistle away. That was because they were they were going for set restarts and they were pressuring them. And it was bloody sustained pressure that won them the game. 
when Tarpany and um, Tom Starling come on, they were the they were the game changers. They the Raiders played off the back of the momentum that they brought on. Obviously, that was highlighted by Tom Starling's try, which was just a good old fashioned small, fast hooker try and made 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 manly defense look like silly. Yeah, I think it's I think it's crazy. Like there's a, there's a scary stat I read for manly fans now. When Tommy Turbo is in the team in 2021, they've won seven from nine. The two games they lost were close with him in there. Actually, one was close. The other one was against the Knights, which was just a bloody choke before State of Origin won. When Tommy Turbo is not in the team, they've won two from seven. And they look really bad without Tommy Turbo. It's pretty scary that your game plan is him because if he goes down, it's not looking good. Yeah. That's what I think. He literally yeah, has. He's literally their game plan, is he not? Hundred yeah. percent. Those those stats don't lie. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't touch wood. He doesn't look like going down. He he's not pulling up. He's not pulling up after tackles. He's not. He doesn't look like an injury prone injury prone player this year. No, he's so crossing this. Hopefully, hopefully can continue. Yeah, cross fingers, uh, all right. I'm with you. I'm with you. But look, big props to the Raiders here. They um they just took it to them. And they just, unlike the Raiders of 2021, they backed up their first half with a second half effort. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Clark talked about uh, the Tapine and the hooker coming on and changing the game. I thought even Soliola when he came on. He's he a leader, isn't hard. he? He's a leader. Yeah. yeah. He just takes the ball out right into the middle of the field. You know, I think Sutton almost ran for 200 meters, and he Gun. got that. He got bashed early on. Like I, I don't know if you remember, right at the start of the game, Manly were really giving it to him. Like that Okolawatu, yep. he really tackles like a tank. Yeah, and he was smacking blokes, right? Yeah. And then what happened was it just it just the game went on and on, and it softened up a little bit in the middle. And those they've just got plenty of big forwards just running down the middle, and they got plenty mm-hmm. of forwards that didn't even play. Like we talked about. Papali, but Horsburgh still to come back. Do you know what I mean? They just got all these forwards. Horsburgh, <laughs> I love, love Horsburgh. But look, we'll move it on. We'll get into the three two ones, guilty because um, that's those three players that got them well deserved. Yeah, uh, Tapine got three, Sutton got two, and Starling got one. Um, that manly second row. I'm not going to even try and say his name again. Okolawatu. Nah, Okolawatu. Yep. He was. I thought he. I thought he deserved points, but but uh, look, that those three guys that they, they also deserve points. One of those funny things, like we say all the time, you can only use three, two, one. Yeah. yeah. Boys, game two, the third place South Sydney Rabbitohs defeat the eleventh placed North Queensland Cowboys, forty six to eighteen. No Latrell, no Cookie, Gagai, Arrow, Murray, no worries, boys. With the Rabbitohs making it nine from nine against teams outside the top eight this season. Clarkie, talk us through it, mate. What do you think? Hey, first of all, I'm happy from a super coach perspective. I had Cody Walker, Alex Johnson, and Tane Mill, each Ooh. of them scoring 150 points. And I captained right. Cody Walker. So. I captained um, AJ this week. <laughs> but I only oh, had... Same result. Bro, I only had two players and I nearly won. I, I won some games. I romped it in. I think I won all three games by like 250 points, obviously because of the South game. So, yeah. 
Hey, I thought I thought we were in trouble there early on, but obviously, mate, Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker they just they just took control of the game and shows why they were on the cusp um, of making Origin three. And apparently, from some of the reports that I've heard, it was Reynolds and um, Walker that were going to be picked until apparently they had a, like the Tigers game where they didn't exactly take the game by the scruff of the neck, oh, turn really? Freddie off, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so that's, they're the rumours. Uh, but um, Blake Taft looked good. He's the... He, he played full, but that was his first first game starting, full 80 minutes of first grade. He's apparently the heir apparent to Adam Reynolds in the halves. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And the other young fellow, Peter, Peter, Peter Memazoulos. Yep, Greek oh, international. Sure, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I butchered that, but yeah, He's Greek looking, international. Uh, yeah, I'd imagine so with that name. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's 20 years old. He, I dare say he, they'd be looking to give him a little bit more game time over the next couple of years to Mate, take over from Cookie when he's done. He 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 looked. You might disagree with this, Clarky. He looked more dangerous than Cook. He ran more. Cook doesn't run anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Something's going on. I don't know. Seems a bit strange. Don't you find it funny that um, in the press conference after that match, right, Todd Payton's come out and said, my team's immature. Basically said, my team's shit, right? Um, And look, by all accounts, even my, like, I'll just give my opinion anyway. That's partly his fault. The way he plays Jason Tomalolo, the bloke was on. It's contributed to the two tries and their momentum, you know, grasp at the start of the match. He scores that bloody try, like the runaway try, and then everyone's just played hot potato and, and the Cowboys score. That's a try where you go, fuck, that's so annoying. And, you know, that could be the start of the momentum grasp, like I said. But then he took him off. He hooked him. He hooks him. Yeah. I, I think what's rough is that Todd Payton carries on but let's face it, Souths are, South are on fire. You can't stop. Yeah. You but can't like, stop that. But like he, t- he took you know Tom I mean? Lolo off and then the Cowboys made a shit error. Like Scotty drink more water made a shit error. And then they didn't see the ball for 20 minutes because Souths are that classy of a team and that, you know, well drilled. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I felt like the, the, the hooking of Jason Tom Lolo contributed to their downfall. They scored four tries in 20 minutes. Well, I think it was four tries in. I think it was four tries in twelve minutes. Oh, there you go. Even better. And South and South had a hundred percent of possession in the last ten minutes of the first half. That's crazy, (laughs) crazy, 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 crazy. Look, let's put the Cowboys at four losses in a row now. So their little um, revival was, um, you know, I guess all for nothing because they're just. Clarky, you wrote them off at the start of the year and I was with you and they still look the same. I, I, I don't like watching them play. I, they're one of my least favourite teams to watch, to be fair. Mm. And it, why? I don't understand why they've... Immature yeah, look, side. They're, they're, they're a couple of years away. Mm. They're a couple of years away, the Cowboys. Mm. But look, Clarky, for your Rabbitohs, Alex Johnston grabs himself another hat-trick. So he scored 13 tries in five games, which is amazing. Um, it brings him to 22 tries this season so far. And 
if he remains on this trajectory, because what is there? Around 18 to 25. So that's seven more games. No, eight more games. Yep. Um, the likelihood of him being the third player ever to score 30 tries in a season in history and the first in, an, in the NRL era is pretty, you know, amazing. And What's the record? What's the record? 38 tries. And it was Jesus. set in, I think it was set in the 30s or the 50s. The other one, one of yeah, them. If he keeps scoring hat tricks, he'll make it. Mate, there's eight more tries in, in eight games. Surely. Surely. I'd love to see it happen. He's yeah. and he's the, always been and, a. Sorry, Clarky. No, so I was going to say there's a good chance that um him and the Fox do it in the same season, too. Yeah, we cracker. You're really, really good. Yeah. So that's the, that's the, every week he scores, I'll update it. We'll talk about it. I think Saab's up there as well, isn't he? Saab is up there. Yep. So AJ's on 22. Josh Adokar's on 19. Jason Saab's on 16. So, yeah. Right. yeah. There you go. Guilty. Our three two ones for the Rabbitohs game. All right. They are Walker, three. Colin Matangi, two. Alex Johnson, one. Just a player that I want to talk about, though, is uh, is it Hame Salo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, he had a blinder. And not only that, he absolutely belted Taumalolo. I haven't seen Taumalolo belted for a couple of years. He got right up underneath him. Great, great front-on defender. He, he's, he's, a, he's, he's pretty special, I reckon. He's starting to come good. That's his second. He started last week in the front row. He just started, started in lock this week because of Cameron Murray's out. But, yeah, he's He's got, he's got to a prove. bit of ball playing as well. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. Boys, the game three match, the fifth place Sydney Roosters defeat the 16th and last placed Canterbury Bulldogs 22 to 16. So a courageous talk Canterbury about the, team. Talk about the penalties, Dan. I will. I will. Don't you worry. <laughs> a courageous Canterbury Bulldogs team fell just short to the Roosters to the surprise of many. Despite this, the Roosters have now won eight from eight in their past matches against the Bulldogs. The Dogs were without 11 players. The Roosters' unavailability was similar. Uh, they were missing Tedesco and Crichton due to origin. I thought um, at the start of the match, the Dogs were in for another 50-point haul. And then Lockie Lewis clicked into gear. Um, and to the surprise of many, he got um, a late call-up over Flanagan. The rumour has it that Flanagan knew he wasn't going to get picked all week because it was against the Roosters. but I think that's bullshit. I think Trent Barrett's lost faith in Flano. Lachlan Lewis, this is his third game. Um, in the first two games he had in the year, he got concussed and he was playing well in those matches until he got concussed. It's good to see him get through this one and it's good to see that he played well because he's a good defender. He's a pretty good attacker. He's calm. You know, mate, he did a, he did a job for us. And he kicks. Um, he's a good kicker, Dan. Yeah, yeah. He's a good player. So I hope they, re- I hope they re-sign him. I think they are going to. Um, look, Clarky, you mentioned the the disparity in penalties. I agree with you. It was it was a disparity. Um, <laughs> I've got I've got something to say on that as well, though. Okay, so, um, Guilty, please, please, you you say it because right, for okay. me it comes it comes so, across as bias. Yeah, look, I I watched this game. I really enjoyed this game. Actually, it was a good game to watch. It was a good game. Yeah. Um. There's def- there was definitely a few unfair calls the Bulldogs got. Not only not only unfair calls, but I thought that 
there were three calls in particular. So I think the I think the difference was was it was it nine to three penalty count there. It was uh, like with six agains and penalties. It was twelve six. Twelve six. Okay. Look, I think there was there was a, there was one or two times where a Bulldogs player is trying to play the ball and a Roosters player is all over them. They have got their hands onto the ball and that, and nothing said, mm. right? And they don't get the penalty, and they should like I, I, I don't go for either team. And I'm going. Oh, that's a penalty. That that should be a penalty. It'll just play on. Yeah, okay, yeah. no worries. If they ref it the same way for both teams, no dramas. Then uh, Jared Wera Hargraves does the big. No one's oh. holding onto his boot and does the big flop. This is later on in the game, and gets a bullshit penalty. And I yeah. thought, ah, oh, come on, like that's so obvious. Yeah. So that's another penalty that would have been brought back. It, it should have been. A, it should have been more even, and that may have changed the course of the game. Do you know what I mean? Oh mate, look, so there, was... there was definitely there was definitely a bit unfair in this game. I thought there was another one as well. I can't remember who the player was. I should have written it down. But exactly the same thing. It was about on the Roosters thirty-five, and yeah. I think it was like the fifth tackle, and they did the same thing. I went, ah, oh, come on. Well, that was a difference when we got our six again. It was always on zero or first, and theirs were on fourth or fifth. And you and you're looking at it, and you go, come on, man. I'm like, I'm trying not to be fucking one-eyed here, but I'm looking at it going. You're joking. And then there was one penalty that kind of turned their fortunes because they scored a try off the back of this. Um, two players were going. It was the kid, um, Falakeku Manu, his second game. He went up for the ball against Ikuvalu. And Ikuvalu... Yeah, that wasn't... They, they, he, was, he was trying to get the ball. Yeah, and he fell on his back. And they went, oh, quick penalty for the Roosters. He's hurt. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. come on, you fuckers. Like, I was getting really pissed off, but... Yeah, anyway. that wasn't a penalty. Like, that's the thing. I've said it a hundred times. There's going to be some accidents. Yeah. And accidents are accidents. So you don't have to blame a player for it. And that wasn't like a head high accident. That was just nah. we're both on for the ball and he's come off second best and he's injured. Let's give him a penalty. I was just like, oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. It wasn't a penalty. Yeah, it wasn't a penalty. Anyway. There, there was another penalty as well. Um, it was Jack Hetherington on Radley and they called oh. him a high shot. Mate. I know it's not about that wasn't high and it was right near the goal line. Do you know what I mean? And I think unfairly, maybe a little bit brought on by himself, mm. is that if it's Jack Hetherington doing the tackle, it's almost an automatic penalty now. Mate, Hetherington had Victor Radley's number all game. He kept R- Victor Radley very quiet, I felt. Um, oh, Radley got him once. Bradley he got, got him, him once. He did get him four. once, but Hetherington just bloody he looked at it. He it was all game. You could tell. And then like Hetherington hit him off the ball a couple of times as well. And he just kept yeah. talking shit. And I was like, oh my God, like his job today is to piss him off. Piss Radley off. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, Clarky, there you go. There you go. Nick is a Neil supporter and he's back to my claims of, uh, um, you know, unfair calls <laughs> to say the least. I, I agree. I don't know why you would have thought otherwise. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, boys. What did you think of Sam Walker running backwards at the end of the game? I don't even know why this is such an issue. It's the, I don't know whether it's because we're all in lockdown or what, but the, the internet went mad over this, like yeah. mad in like insane and angry. Like it's quite bizarre. So you, it, it was a bit weird. It was a bit different. I mean, I've seen other players do it. Jared Hayne did it. Not not to the not to the distance. Not to that extent. No, not hundred meters. Yeah. Oh, look, Haynes um, is different. It looked. It didn't look good, but fucking hell. 
Like, yeah. You know what? I don't really care about him doing it. What I care about is the people that have come out to defend him just are super biased. I'll give you an example. Billy Slater, right? If it had been a New South Wales New South Welshman, do you think Billy Slater would have come out and said the same thing? Absolutely not. With you. And I just, I think my biggest issue is it's like you don't back yourself enough to treat it like an in-game scenario. So I I find the issue with Sam Walker, it's like he doesn't back himself to put the ball in goal, like a grubber in goal, Hmm. to get a repeat set. He doesn't back himself to kick a field goal in that situation. When are you going to do it in a pressure situation? So they're the two options that he should have taken, yeah? Yeah. You reckon he should have taken a field goal? Well, that would have put him seven points clear. Or oh, you put yeah. a, or you put a to, brother but... through. Hey? He didn't need, like what he's done is a is a, low... it's a safer option. But what it's I'm a safe saying option, is yeah. I, what I for I my biggest issue is it looks like he does he 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 didn't back himself and he took the easy option. Where he should have I would have liked to have seen him kick the field goal and then at least when it comes to a situation where he needs to kick that field goal, he's got the experience behind it. That's my issue. I don't give a fuck that he ran 90 metres backwards. Mm. It's just, yeah, you can tell Trent Robinson was I just think impressed. he took the soft option. Nah, no, you know what? It looked like that in the in the box, but Trent Robinson's come out and, and defended him. Yeah, oh, that's so I, that, 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 that whole thing was a G up. Like, oh, Robbo. an issue. Yeah. Robbo's, Robbo's angry with him. Yeah, it's just, he wasn't. And that's that's what probably started everyone's lunacy, lunacy and the, just attacking this 19-year-old for oh, trying to win a game of football at all costs. I, yeah, I think it was a shrug moment. I don't I don't really care. I mean, I yeah. just thought it looked a bit weird. You know, could he have kicked the ball out? <laughs> yes. Anyway. Look, I'll end it with a question. Is it the smart option or was it unsportsmanlike? Smart option. Oh, mate. Borderline I mean, it's, it's not worse than it's not worse than blokes staying down after they've been tackled. Yeah. That's I don't think it's on. I don't think it's unsportsmanlike. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm kind of with you, Clarky. I didn't think it was that. Oh, look, I, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. Doesn't look good. This is a man's game. We don't run backwards. Mm. But um, yeah. Uh, look. What well, it's a whatever, who cares? Yeah, sweet. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. It's it's not as I'm with Clarky actually, like in the sense that it was just a beat up, it was a massive media beat up. Yeah, I anyway. Agree. Guilty three, two, ones for that game. Three, two, ones. They are you've got Jared Werahag. Well, we didn't, we haven't, we haven't really given him a, a shout out, but Joe Werahag has had a monster game. Yep. I mean, look, I, I would be – he's close. Like, Penrith played Parramatta last week and uh, James Fisher-Harris didn't have a very good game. I, you know, Jared Hargrave's on, on form and on uh, over, the, over the course of the season, he could be pushing for the prop of the year. Mm. Just with the amount of metres he keeps making. And, and there was one point in the game, I don't know if you saw this, or he had a blow up at what, the Morris brother for not getting back in the line. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's 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 a leader. 
know, and they bloody, so, but they, yeah. they, they, they loved highlighting that. They loved it. The commentators. You know what? That, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. You know what? You know, it's great when um, Trebojevic does it mm. to his players. Yeah. So I don't think it's a drama when Jarawara Hargraves, and the thing is, Jarawara Hargraves isn't standing behind the line doing it. Jarawara mm. Hargraves has just taken 30 hit ups and 30 tackles. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. he's playing great. He got three points. Uh, Lachlan Lewis deservedly got two points, and I think he should be the half the partners Burton at the Bulldogs. I'm with you. Yep. Um, and Tupanua, super dangerous on the edge, just kept running really good line. Boys, game four and the final game of the round, the eighth place Cronulla Sharks defeat the 13th place New Zealand Warriors 20 to 12. So the Sharks make it five wins from their past six games and eight from nine against the Warriors as they look towards cementing a top eight spot that is being tightly contested at the moment. Guilty, bit of an arm wrestle this match. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't enjoy as much as the other matches. No, uh, it was just a yeah, two teams going at it. I mean, I thought that the Warriors. Every now and then, I thought, oh, here we go, they're going to come back and win this, snatch this. But they just never, they never got it together long enough mm. to do it. Mm. Yeah, what do you say? Reese, Reese Walsh played well. Oh, I think Roger Tuivasa share, even though he's going next year, and they're trying to introduce Reese Walsh. I reckon it should be the other way around. I reckon Sheck needs his hands on the ball more yeah. because he's the most dangerous player on the field. He he definitely is. He needs to be in that yeah. fullback role. He's, he's a bit I wasted think he there. Be fullback. Yeah. The theory the theory of RTS on the wing and Reese Walsh at fullback only works if they're winning. The fact that they're not winning, they need yeah. to change it up. RTS needs to go back to you. Need to. It's all well and good this transition thing, but you need to pick your best team. Like they can still make the eight for Christ's sake. They one keep, win, uh, one win, it puts you at ninth. You know what I mean? Keeps severely disappointing me. But yeah, they need to. They need to go back to. You know what's RTS funny? They've got, like, they've got players that play really well one week and then just go. Like Ben Murdoch Masala was a afterthought in this game, and yeah. he's played games where he's been man of the match easily. Do you know what I mean? Like you just think, oh, come on, mate, what's going on? Bunty Afoa was pretty. Blur. Lisa Matt, Amel, Matt Lodge, yeah, Lisa Amel looked out of shape. Matt Matt Lodge, uh, th- I thought he played all right. He looked a bit lost I because obviously different structures. He's just starting. Yeah, yeah, he's just starting. Yeah. I even thought, um, buddy, what's his name? The other prop for uh, the Warriors, the starter, Adam, the captain, Adam Adam Fanel Blake. Is he the captain? Is no, the captain? RTS. RTS. Ah, sorry. Well, Aiden Fanel Blake. I even thought he was a bit off his game this week. Mate, they just they just look yeah they look disinterested this week the Warriors and that's typical them like one week they can come out and beat the Melbourne Storm and next week they'll lose to them by seventy so it's like you just don't know what to expect with that club. I'll tell you one player that I thought really showed something in this game was Rocco Berry. Yeah. He's going to be a superstar. Like I know they've been talking about it and they called it earlier than I have, but I was still watching and he was still coming off the bench every now and then or they were dropping him every every now and then. Mate, he, he looks super dangerous out there on that on that edge. Your mate Rocco, Clarky. My mate Rocco, yeah. Me and, yeah. Me and his dad are close mates. Yeah. Shared a beer. <laughs> Shared a beer, you sure did. Half t- half cut as well, I'd imagine. <laughs> or three quarters cut. <laughs> but um, look, for the Sharkies, um, they bounced back from their, I guess, their choke against the Broncos last week. I'm going to call it a choke. Um. 
you know, their form as of late has kept them in the eight. And they didn't miss Matt Moreland this week as much. I thought Braden Trindle did a good job in the five-eighth role. Sean Johnson played off the back of that. Bit of a calmer head, you know. But it was just, it was that match. Like you said, it was a bit blur, arm wrestle match, eh, whatever, you know. It's just one of those matches. Interesting interesting that, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Sean Johnson playing against his, his old and new side. He's going to mm. be back there next year. Yep. Um, I'd like to know who he's going to be playing in the halves with because I thought Cody, even Cody Walker was blur. He's played Cody some great Ma- games this year. Cody, Cody Nicarima? Sorry, sorry. Cody Nicarima. Jeez. <laughs> well, Cody, Cody Nicarima has openly said he doesn't want to go back to New Zealand next year. He wants to mm-hmm. he wants to stay in Sydney. Oh, he wants to stay in Australia and get another contract here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's going to pick him up? But, the Broncos. Dragons. Who knows? He, he's the kind of player that goes to the Dragons, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, O'Sullivan. Like, are we going to talk about him as well? I thought he played. He played really well. He was really busy, always around the ball. So if they picked him as the halfback and um, and uh, Sean Johnson as the five eight next year, that's I think that's good. That, that's good. Well, you still got Chanel Harris to lead, though. Mm. Yeah, but he's not a ball player. I've noticed he's just a, a, a maniac hit. Maniac hit man, mm. maybe a fourteen. Yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway, we'll move it on. Guilty with the three two ones for that game. So, um, Braley's service out of dummy half is is impeccable, and not only that, he looks like a twelve year old bashing players like Bunty Afoa and Lisa <laughs> Armour. He does. Yeah, it's true. This perfect twelve year old haircut. Anyway, he got uh, three points. And I said before the podcast, I, I can see him. I think he's actually better than his brother. So, and obviously, that's what the Sharks think too, because that's why they released the brother and let him play there. But mm. uh, Rudolph, two points, Gun. just um, just keeps moving the ball forward. And um, and uh, O'Sullivan, like we already spoke about, we gave him one point. Boys, rapid fire tips for the week ahead in round eighteen. All in Queensland, boys, as we, as we spoke about earlier. Be, bit of a COVID cuck. But anyway, Clarky, we'll start with you. And then Gildy, you're next. First game, Friday, 6 p.m. Titans versus Eels at Seabus Super Stadium. Para. Eels. I'll go Eels as well. Friday, 8 p.m. Manly versus Dragons at a Queensland venue. It's been changed. Manly. Um, yeah, Manly. Yeah, mainly even if the Trebojevic brothers and DC are out, they're still going to win. Saturday, 3 p.m., Raiders versus Sharks at an unknown venue as well. Raiders. Sorry, Clark. Yeah, no, it's, I'll go Raiders as well. <laughs> yep, I'm doing Raiders too. They might have a rejuvenation from this week's game. Saturday, 5.30 p.m., Cowboys versus Roosters at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Roosters. Um, I backed the Cowboys last week and they stuffed me. So, Roosters. It's Roosters, bro. Cowboys are shit. Saturday, 7.30 p.m., the Storm versus Knights at a Queensland stadium. Storm. Yeah, Storm. And Storm for me. Although too. the Knights are playing well. The Knights are playing well. Storm. Be, it, it could be a better game. I'm with you, but yeah. it'll be the Storm. Uh, Sunday, yeah. 2 p.m., Warriors versus Panthers at another Queensland stadium. Panthers. 
Panthers. Panthers. Sunday, 4 p.m., Broncos versus Tigers at Suncorp Stadium. Good game. Oof. We have the Tigers. I'm going Broncos. I'm also going to go Broncos. And the final match, Jersey bet here, Clarkie. Rabbitohs versus Bulldogs at an unknown stadium in Queensland as well. Yeah, the Rabbitohs. Ooh. Yeah, I'm picking the Rabbitohs, but I just think that if the Bulldogs show what they showed in this last game, it, it be won't game. be. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think, mm. but yeah, it's funny with the Rabbitohs, they can blow anyone out of the water, but I just think that they, they look, their defense was good. Tack not super, defense was awesome. Yeah, look, I'm going to pick the Rabbitohs. I think you're right, Guilty and Clarky. We'll just do a head to head jersey bet, eh? I still owe. Guilty O'Neill's one, but COVID kind of ruined that. So I'll, I'll wear both jerseys one one week when we can um, touch each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, boys, let's move on to the Sideline Stories Bunker Review presented by Rusty Penny Brewing Company. So please check these boys out by clicking the link in our biography on Instagram, Facebook, or the timestamp description in our episodes and give them a follow. As usual... We start our bunker review with our Instagram fan poll results from last week. So just a reminder again to our followers to have your say, make sure you look out for the Instagram story every Friday on Instagram and submit your votes. Our topics were, how good was Mick Labinskis's interview? We averaged 9.5 out of 10. So that 0.5, I believe was an error, just like Nick says, they've made a mistake. So, I don't know what they're talking about. They know what they're talking about. <laughs> or, or they don't like Mick. Oh, don't say that about our boy Mick. Oh, that's, well, our that's, boy. that's what the point five. That's what the point five would be. Or they just don't like how we interviewed Nick, which is wrong because we're gun that's interviewers. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Like, um, Preposterous. Like moose, mate. That's right. Like that's exactly right. Rexy boy, Rexy Mossop. Yeah. Next topic, boys, try celebrations. 83% like them. So to Nick, the 70-year-old unfavorable try celebrator, and Ryan, who's 50-50 on him. Nah, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I don't like them. I think they're rubbish. But that one where, uh, what's his name? The Cronulla bloke punched shit out of Zach. Zach. Brayden hamlin Ueli. Mate, that was, I thought he punched him. Yeah, it looked, it looked with... real. It looked real. Oh, it was so close. Uh, yeah. That was the best one by a mile. I didn't, I didn't care about the wrestling thing, but if he just punched him, that would have been enough. <laughs> <laughs> that was the um, the rocks people's elbow. That's yeah. what it was. That was so good. I <laughs> like try celebration. I just say I'm just saying they have to be better. That was a good yeah. one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, good, 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 good. Yeah, there was a basketball one as well. That was poo. Yeah, that was poo. <laughs> yeah, that was poo. Because yeah. everyone was just like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Next topic is 2021 the most uncompetitive season that you've seen? 81% said yes. I think, I think the adjustment period is still going with all these rule changes. That's all, and we've said it before. So I think people need to. It, yeah, it's probably it probably is one of the most uncompetitive, potentially the most uncompetitive, but the adjustment period is still ongoing with this six again, and it's going to result in blowouts more so than often. A lot of recent uh, recency bias is factor in that question. I agree as well. The next topic, was the sin bin crackdown for nothing or have they got the balance right? 54% said it was all for nothing. So it's pretty even with it served the purpose, 
or it was for nothing. No, what purpose? To establish. I think think there's less head highs. That's the purpose. There's that, and it's. I think it's established where where they will go. Okay, let's use common sense for these ones. Let's sin bin these ones. They could have just done that from the start. I know. But I think I think I I know what you're saying, Parky, and and you're right to some degree, but. There was a lot of head highs. There was a. Do you lot reckon there's highs. less head highs? I do. Yeah. yeah, I really do. Yeah, yeah. I think guys are trying to get their tackling style down. I'd like to see the data. Yeah. Well, we'll wait for that summer day at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Next topic: Are Melbourne Storm a lock for making the grand final? Seventy-three percent agree that they will make the grand final. I think they will too. I said yes to that question. The. Next topic, do coaches have a shelf life? This is yours, Clarky. 81% said yes. Mm. They do. So I thought that was a bit high. That that's, is very that's, high. That's when I was talking about Ricky Stewart, right? Yeah. 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 I, I, I think they do. I absolutely think they do. Yeah, it's, crazy. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it, it is true, but it is crazy that that's a thing. I- Craig only Bellamy like, doesn't. Yeah, only like Bella, the Bellamy's oh. and even Wayne Bennett. They're the only kind of coaches that don't. You got to be a super no, coach. Well, Wayne Bennett does too, man. Wayne Bennett does too. That's why he moves around. Maybe. So I, I think that Bellamy's really the only. Bellamy's really the only coach that, uh, yeah, hasn't shown a shelf life. He could stay there another ten years. Trent Robinson's been at Roosters for a while. Mm. Yeah, in saying that. I could have coached those sides, Clarky. Come on, mate. <laughs> Here we go. Let's face it. Look at the teams he's had. Uh, we won't get into uh, it. We'll piss off our, our Rooster supporters if we, uh, if we start that. Uh, the next topic, should the bunker rule on forward passes? 79% said yes, they should. And I don't see why not. Yeah. Well, they do. I just don't understand why they don't. Well, they yeah. do it for everything else. Yeah, like, it doesn't. Because, Gilly, because it doesn't make sense. Uh, Union do it. Why can't we do it? I just think for the last, if it's a try, why not? Let's get it right. Yeah. Next topic. Was the Dragons COVID punishment fair? 72% said yes. So I'm going to attribute 28% of the no supporters were Dragon supporters. No, no, did you say it was fair? I don't think it was fair. They should have got more. Oh, maybe that's how they've, maybe, yeah. 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 Maybe that's, that's, that's. I think overall, I think overall it was fair. Hmm. Who would you rather, Turbo 2021 form or Jared Hayne 2009 form? 80% said Turbo. So I'm going to say recency bias on this one. 100%. Recency bias, mate. Um, Your boy, um, Ashley Deeks there. Um, He he, he hates Jared Jared Hayne. He hates him. And he hates that you like him. Yeah, hates it. Yeah. Hates it. Yeah. And the final topic, when is Clarky's wedding with Cameron Murray going, going to be? 68% said straight after lockdown and 32% said September 1, the first day of spring. How cute. Yeah, I think I said, I think I said spring. Yeah, it's I like cute. Spring. Yeah. yeah, spring wedding's good. And we know, we'll get Cameron Murray on the show just so you can announce it to the world. Sounds good. Moving on to this week's Bunker Review, boys. Our topics for today... It is reported that 21-year-old Australian, New South Wales and Broncos prop forward Payne Haas has been offered a 10-year, $10 million contract to stick with the Brisbane Broncos. 
similar to that of Daly Cherry Evans at Manly and Jason Tomalolo at the Cowboys. The question is, what are your thoughts on long-term deals? Clarky, we'll start with you. Look, I, I, I'm not sure whether I agree, but obviously the the question over Jason Tomalolo's um, form drop of late, they reckon that it's attributing because of the rule changes. Mm. I don't necessarily agree. That's the biggest. That's his form has dropped though. I think it has. Yeah, I think he was their best player. He's nowhere near as damaging as what he used to be. Mate, man, every time he runs the ball, he, he moves forward. He falls forward. Yeah, but you compare him to two years ago, and he's nowhere near as damaging. You got you got, to, you got to look at who the players are around him as well. There's yeah. a difference. But um, yeah, it's a it's a massive gamble. Ten years. Would you mm. would you give him a ten year one million dollar a year salary, a pain house? Twenty one years old. If I'm if if I'm the Broncos and in in the situation that they are, yes, mate, they're losing well, play. Yeah. They are losing players at a rapid rate. Players that they shouldn't let go for whatever reason. Some of them are their decisions. Some of them are the players' decisions. Yeah, they they need a big win, I think. And Payne Haas will it'll attract players to stay and come. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it's funny with the Broncos because obviously they've they've let down they've let go Lodge and they've let go well Pangai's going. Um, they've bought Capewell for next year. They've bought Reynolds, who I think. Is, is, is going to be a massive buy for them. Um, yes, he is. Obviously, Reynolds is only going to be there for three years max. The other thing is this. Payne Huss are actually on contract for another two years for 500000 So the Broncos are obviously trying to get in early. So um, for me personally, I say yes. I say he's worth a million dollars. But do you sign him for 10 years? 10 years? Yeah, I would. I, I'd sign him at Parramatta for 10 years. Look, he has the credentials. He is 21 and he's playing for his state and country already. He is one of the best prop props in the game. He's up there anyway. Um, it's just such a gamble. I think 10 years is so long. Five years. I've signed someone for five years. That's cool. You know what? Where, where Hargraves has shown, this is the difference between him and other players, though. He plays a position that... You you um, you sort of come into your peak at 27, 28, and he's twenty one. He, he, yeah, he's worth ten years. If it's ten years to keep in a million, and depending on what the salary, just say COVID goes away and the salary cap goes up. Yep, it's a deal later on in life. It's yeah. a deal. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a big investment, but you yeah, got to you got to do it to the you got to do it to the right players. At the moment, you know DCE is. Probably worth it. Jason Tomalolo's form as of late is no good. I am. How, how, how far is how, how far is Tomalolo into that contract? I think five? he's still got five years left. Yeah. See, look, man, I don't think I don't think his form's bad. He's their best player. He every time he runs the ball, he bends them back. Yeah. Well, the way Peyton's he's playing, just, him, there's no one else. There's no one else there helping. If he's a one million dollar player, you're not hooking him, and Peyton's hooking him. So is well, that because he, fault, is that Payton's fault or is he unfit? Like who knows? But it's I don't yeah. think he, I don't think he's unfit though. I think he you know 
And this is the other thing, right? So when you've got Tamalolo in that side and you've got Jonathan Thurston and you've got all those players who won that grand final, right? Mm. And they're attacking most of the time, right? Because And he doesn't have to defend as much. But he looks a lot, he'll, he'll look better. Do you know what I mean? It just mm. depends who's playing around him. He's still, I think he's still a, he's still the most damaging running forward, forward in the comp. He looks the most damaging. Mm. Well, look, going back to the question, my opinion on long-term deals is it is a it is a big gamble, and you need to pick the right person. You, they're not given out frequently for a reason. This will be the third person if it goes ahead. Um, and on Payne Haas getting that deal, you guys have convinced me that he's worth it for ten years. So, so would you do it at the Bulldogs? You'd say yes, right? For him, well, I was happy with them to do it with like the Trebojevic brothers. You know what I mean? Like Tommy no, Turbo. But I'm asking you about him at the Bulldogs. Payne Haas. Yep. Yeah, their current their current predicament. They need a player. Yeah, they need a player like that. Right. I'm with it. I'm for it. For Payne Haas. Yeah. 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 Clarky, you're you're obviously for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Boys, we'll move on to topic number two. Now this week going from long-term deals to short-term deals. Uh, the Bulldogs signed Matt Dufty to the surprise of many, particularly the fact that he's signed a one-year contract from 2022 on uh, to 2023. The question I have is what are your thoughts on one-year contracts? Clarky, again, start with you. Oh, the complete opposite to a 10-year contract. There's zero risk involved in that. But um, I think Gildy brought it up before. You, you see it with... So Brandon Smith at the Storm, the Storm said, you can go and sign with another club. You're on contract for next year, been 2022, and you can go and sign with another club, except we're going to want compensation in form of another player. It didn't look like there was the... There was an appetite, obviously, for Brandon Smith, but there was no... The clubs didn't want to offload a player to Melbourne. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, Brandon Smith said, I'm staying in Melbourne in 2022. Kurt Capel come out at one point. He was going to sign a one-year contract with the with the Panthers yep. before he went on and signed with the Broncos. And now Matt Dufty's done it. I think it's all a ploy to be off contract when this new supposed Brisbane team is going to be hmm. starting to sign players. And they're going to be, and they're going to, Matt Dufty. I don't know what the dogs will be signing him on. What maybe what three, four hundred? You reckon? Yeah, yeah. He'll. Mate, I reckon he's worth more than that. But, but I reckon at a at, at the new Brisbane deal at, at the new Brisbane club, you'll be wanting to get big wins early, and Brandon Smith and Matt and Matt Dufty getting signed. They'll get they'll be getting signed on big money. I think. Mm. Oh, another player that I've heard is um has put his hand up pretty much to say I'll go when it comes up is um is Munster. Yeah, Cameron Munster. That's right. Is he right? Yeah. Well, he's got. Well, he's pretty much said that you know he, he'll 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 go where the money is, and he'll break his one year. So he's got. So I've I've I, in light of your theory, I've made a, a starting thirteen that they could buy. Cameron Munster still has a year in twenty twenty three. So he will break his contract to go to this club. Apparently, you you did bring it up, 
um, Clarky, before I actually talk about this, actually, with one-year deals, particularly this one, it is low risk, like you said. Uh, you know, and if if it's not the the Clarky theory, which is you know that these players are signing one-year deals for the new club, if it's not that, then I believe that players that sign for one year, they're still on their toes, so they play well when their contract is up. And then they perform better. And then that gives the Bulldogs an incentive to go, hey, we'll sign you for another year or two. Or another club could just pick him up, like you've said. But anyway. Well, I guess the worry is, the worry is Dan, for the Bulldogs with Dufty, is that just say, for instance, they make top five next year and Dufty's the fullback. Mm. And then Dufty goes because you, no, you, you don't have him. Yeah. That's the risk for the dogs. Hey, that's the risk for the dogs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But. Clarky, you touched on it. 2023, the likelihood of there being another Brisbane team is high. It might get delayed, but they're banking on it being 2023. Uh, that obviously means that they can participate in the NRL as the 17th club. So I've constructed a starting 13 of players that are coming off contract for 2023 that that club could target. So Pappenhausen at fullback, AJ and Matt Dufty on the wings. Paul Mororowski and the Hammer in the centres. Chanel Harris-Tavita and Cameron Munster in the halves. Daniel Saifidi and Tokiaho as the props. Reed Marnie as your hooker. Viliami Kikia and Tarek Sims as your second rowers. And Brandon Smith as your lock. Obviously, there's more players that are off contract that are good. That's just a quick a quick draft of a team that they could compile. Who's your hooker? Uh, Reed Marnie. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. He's not, he's not going anywhere, mate. No, nah, I know. I don't think so. But Brandon Smith and, is and, not going anywhere where he's not a hooker. He's made that crystal And, and, and uh, also, um, the Safidi brothers aren't going anywhere either. I, I reckon Clemmer, they'll release Clemmer before they let it, one of them go. That's 100%. A, obviously, we can pick holes in through that the whole... Yeah, oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. So, but um, it's actually, it's probably a team that's well and truly under the salary cap too. Obviously, you could have named a team there with five players on a million dollars and it'd just be completely unrealistic. But I actually don't find that the case. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty fair team. But um, it's, a, it's, it's, a, yeah, it's a good team too. It looks it, yeah. On paper, it looks anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's... I like your theory, Clarkie, and I'm kind of with it. Um, also, the fact that just because it's Dufty, they probably went... Uh, you know, we don't really rate you that high, and you need to work as on a some player. Shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I got, you, look, you man, there was a four-game period there where he killed it. Every one of us said he was killing it. If the Dragons played anyway, is Duffy playing? Is Duffy playing? Yeah, Duffy playing. We're picking the Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Man, you guys have got short memories. But mate. he's not he's consistent. A good player, man. He's not no, consistent. He's not. And the other thing he does is he runs away from police. That's the issue. <laughs> not his playing. Not his playing ability. It's true. He's a good 5K runner. We'll give him that. But anyway. I think I think the Dufty one-year signing, I think it's Dufty's decision, not the Bulldogs' decision. I'm with you, Clarky. I think it's a re- there's a reason he's done it. And I think the Bulldogs go on, well, we'll try and get him any way we can. Boys, the third topic. In light of all this uh, COVID drama in New South Wales, where would you host the NRL Grand Final if it was moved from Sydney for the first time in its NRL history? It would have to be Suncorp, wouldn't it? Yeah. Would you, 
Would you have it? All right. Suncorp's the, Suncorp is the obvious answer. Would you have it anywhere else besides there? No. Like, would you want to see it anywhere else? No, no I, think it's, I think it's fair for the Queensland sides to get it every now and then. I don't have a drama. No, 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 no. It stays in Sydney no matter what, unless it can't. If it can't. Oh, None of it. Yeah, but you said you, you said it can go up to Brisbane. They can yeah, have I'm, I'm, I don't. I don't have a drama. I don't even have a drama being it was played in New Zealand once every twenty years. No. Oos. Be cool, Nick. I, I honestly don't. I think they're part of the competition. You have got to be inclusive. Clarky, you're you're staunch New South Wales Grand Final man. Voice it. Why? Why is that? We. You have to. You have to stick with tradition you can't just get rid of you can't just be inclusive at the expense of the history and where the game yeah, originated clucky they played at the sfs that's tradition history now they're playing at stadium australia that's not that's got no traditional history so it sydney, doesn't, it, yeah but that, it, that's sydney for the sake of sydney yeah i know it's tradition to play it in sydney at the sfs that's the tradition we don't play at the SFS anymore. I don't think it's a big drama. Well, the SCG. Well, the SCG. SCG. Well, the SCG, sorry. <laughs> the, well, Clark is coming from the point of view that, you know, it was the New South Wales Rugby League, um, yeah, but it's not, Australian it's not Rugby League, well, 1908. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But, yeah, 1908 to 1996, it was. And then 1997, we had the Super League War. And then 1998 till you know, the present. It's been the NRL, which has included the Brisbane, uh, sorry, the Queensland clubs, mainly the Brisbane Rugby League competition that's now defunct. And now New Zealand's in the comp. It's not a completely national rugby league, and it should be, but it isn't. My opinion... Well, on top of that, you've got, four, you've got four clubs in Queensland. You've got a club in the ACC. You've got a club in New Zealand, and you've got yep. a club in Melbourne. Yep. I don't have a drama with it going somewhere else every now and then. That's fair, but... I'm with Clarkie in the sense that uh, you know, the government have, have made an agreement to host the, the grand final until 2046 in New South Wales. That's coming off the back of tradition as well as, you know, stadium payments, uh, stadium upgrades. I think, I think that's more about money, man. It I is. Of course it is. Give this much is. money every year for blah, blah, blah. That, that's, they wouldn't. That's, that, let's, the, the, let's the government worry about history there. The government wouldn't care about history. No way. But... Nah. I think from a rugby league, um, Australian rugby league supporter stand, stands, standpoint, that it should remain in New South Wales unless, like what will happen this year, in my opinion, they can't do it. So you just said from an Australian rugby league supporter, and there, there, there are Australian rugby league supporters who live in Queensland who disagree with you. Yeah, they would. They would. Yeah. But I, I think... Every New I South think, Wales, every New South Wales fan would want it in New South Wales. Every Queenslander would want it in Queensland. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it should be split around. I don't, I don't think it should be shared around. Just like the AFL would never want to share around their grand final, despite the fact they are pretty much a truly national competition. You know, the yeah. only one that does it, the only ones that do it, sorry, are Union and A League, and that's because their supporter bases are a lot lower than NRLs and AFLs. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I guess we'll find out in the uh, results from the bunker review. I'll probably be wrong in that as well. But I just think it's not an issue for it to go to other states. I mean, we're the National Rugby League. We're not, we're not, we're not the, 
New South Wales Rugby League anymore. Yeah, that's fair enough. But we all think Suncorp Stadium, right? Absolutely. This year. I don't think there's any no, other there's option. Not... Exactly. Yeah. Not the MCG? <laughs> no? No fucking way. <laughs> nah. Not, not, you know, maybe not in my lifetime. <laughs> fair enough. Okay. You're very, very passionate about that, that answer there, Clarky. Jeez. Yeah, I, I hate Melbourne as much as Clarky does, I'm pretty sure. 2009, mate. 2009. I'll never forgive. Uh, yeah. I just hate Melbourne. No, I just... no winner. No grand Everybody... final winner. That's what I'll always remember. Clarky, just I'm not, hate even talk... I'm not even talking about the storm. Okay. <laughs> just talking about the state. <laughs> okay. Haters. Final topic for today's episode. Over to the NRL women's competition. So their squads will assemble next week because of the COVID delay. I'm sick of saying COVID. So it was announced that their competition will begin during round 22 of the NRL. They'll have some structural changes. Obviously, their season is is extended because they've got more teams. So the season goes from three regular season games and a grand final to five regular season games, a semifinal and a grand final. The game length is increased from 60 uh, 60 minutes to 70 minutes. And they will not have a six again rule, but they will have the 18th man rule or 18th woman rule. So... As we spoke during our bunker review in the past two weeks, this being the third, the NRL women's competition have also confirmed recruitment and retention for squads, which will be determined by a marquee allowance and a points salary cap system. So a points cap system, not salary. It's going to work something like this. Each club has 130 points and you must have 24 women in your squad. 10 points goes to centralized contracted players and you get max four per club. So that's the NRL saying 24 women are worth 10 points because they're the best 24 in the game. Then you get nine points if you're an origin player from 2020, eight points if you're a 2019 origin player, six points for a 2018 origin, four points for an all-stars player, three points for a, a 2020 all-stars player and so on. So that's the that's the system they've got. One point if you don't represent any rep teams. The question I have, would you like to see the points cap system implemented in the NRL? No. It doesn't fucking work because we're already established. They're starting out a new a new a new competition mm-hmm. and it may work for them. But I don't like the idea of having a, a rated player at the start of the set. We talked about this already. It's like when we're saying um, how much a player is worth and what the NRL can make a determination on that that worth of a player. Hmm. So I'm confused with the point. So let's let's bring it to men because that's what the question's about, isn't it? Would yes. you like to see it implemented in the men's game? Yes. So someone plays Origin, what, four years ago and they're worth nine points? No, 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 no. So... If you play four years ago, the points go down accordingly. So, so the points change every season. Yes. Well, they should. They, they've got to change. It's got to change every season. And they name the top twenty-four players at the start of each season. Yes. And who determines who's the top twenty-four players? Exactly. The NRL. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The NRL. Yeah. Because it's up for debate. It's not like you go, okay, this person is the best. There's no debate. 
Mm. Do you know what I mean? Who's the best player in our game? Tom Trevojevic this year. Yep. Was he the best player last year? No way. Mm. Yeah, some people would argue it, that it won't work. some people would argue that Nathan Cleary is the best player in the comp. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Nah, I don't like it. I, I just think you know what? That if they wanted to fix our salary, our salary cap, they should just make it transparent. You tell you what each player's on, and then oh, be no I'd drama. love that. I'd love it to be transparent. It'd be new drama, mate. I, mate. <laughs> Once upon a time, and I and I haven't mentioned this for a while because I stopped doing it ever since we started the podcast. Um, I used to write, write articles for the Raw. For those that don't know, and my most controversial article was undoubtedly my idea for implementing a similar point system. It was like I, I either got that is a, that is such a good idea, or I got hate mail like you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's what I got. I swear to you, it was my most controversial by far. It was. It was when Sonny Bill signed with the Wolfpack. So this is how old the article is. And I said, if you're going to go off the point system, Sonny Bill Williams has played for the Kiwis. He's, um, you know, you got to take his age into account. Uh, you got to take in, um, you know, the club, his junior club, all this crap, right? It was, a, it was a thought out system. And I had a similar thing where each team gets, say, 120 points and whatever, whatever. But ultimately, it would it would be a clusterfuck because you'd have to reset the points every year and guilty. You've you set it straight away. Our, our competition's established. It's going to be really hard to reset that system and, and figure out the kinks. It's going to take years to figure out the kinks. Yeah. I think it's just because it's, it's who makes it look like he said it, who makes the decision on who's the best 24. Like, you know, I, I could guarantee you, you, you get, uh, 20 people in one room and 20 people in the other room. And there might be 13, 12 players that are, that are, that are similar. Yeah. But I can guarantee you they'd be different. They'd be different lists. Yeah. Until who's the best 24. Yeah. So we're not fans? No? Nah. Not, 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 not at all. They could just... There's things that they could do. We've never really talked about it, but there's things that they could do in the NRL that would just make it so much better and fairer. Yeah. Like little things like father and son rules, I think they – or not not so much junior, whether you're a junior or not, although that, that could be one thing. But if you have played for the club for two contracts, there should yeah. be a discount yeah. on, on your next contract. Yeah, you get paid a certain amount of money. And not, I'm not talking about the 15% or whatever the bullshit margin that NRL currently have. I'm talking about a market, a market. You've already played the bulk of your career. Kids are watching these players. They're their heroes. And then they go to another club because they're not paying the same money because that club can't pay them the money. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because they don't fit under the cap. Like Reynolds should, should have a bigger dispensation because... Reynolds should be playing for South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, it's a convoluted argument. It's a long one. So we won't get right into it. I love the theory behind the player point system. They do it in um, American sports. I, I do. I do like it a lot. Um, I just think it'll be a big. It'll be put in a too hard basket for for NRL. That's what what what, what do they do it in which sports do they do it for America basketball. That'd be the only one, mate. They don't do it for NFL and they don't do it for baseball because there's no salary cap. Yeah, baseball's ridiculously. Uh, they're loaded, <laughs> man. They're loaded. So is NFL. Mate, there's a twenty-two year old. There's a twenty-two year old this year who's on a $350 million contract. 
Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like the whole point of the play point system is the NRL, like the Bulldogs could be like, I'm going to pay Trebojevic $8 million, but he's dictated by points. So you pay them whatever they, they you think they're worth. That's where that's, that's where that argument goes out. That's the whole point of the play point system. It's like, Oh, you think they're worth 800? We'll give them 800. You can give them 800, but it doesn't dictate whether they stay at the club or not. It's they're dictated by the points. That's where the theory yeah. becomes interesting. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I don't, I don't like it. I think you just make the, the money transparent. I, I also like that idea. I also do. But we will leave it at that, boys. It's been a very, very big episode, a good episode at that. Uh, boys, again, thank you for coming on in this uh, in these difficult times. It's, um, uh, it's shit, the virtual studio, but it's also good because we can do what we do. Um, it's always a pleasure, never a chore, as I say every week. And that's, you know, we wouldn't be doing it if it was a chore. So that's it. Big thank you to our sponsors, Rossi Penny Brewing Company and everyone tuning in to episode 25 of The Sideline Story. That's a wrap from us here at the virtual studio.